those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. Welcome, everybody. This is Room Tone, the radio show. I'm Ruggiero, your host, and here we are on Cop Radio 100.5 FM. This is a pre-recorded show, uh, and here we are. I'm really excited to introduce to all of you really bright, charismatic personalities. Everybody, raise your hands for Lucinda Bruce and Fulvio Cecere. How are you guys doing today? Good, thank you. Nice to be here, Ruggiero. It's a pleasure to have you here and just talk movies and really just head dive into what it means to be part of the film community and the film industry in 2019, you know. Um, let me ask you first things first, who are you? Uh, well, I'm an independent film producer from Australia originally, um, but I sort of travel back and forth between LA and, and home and, and here and, and all over the place to produce feature films and, and television content. Amazing. Thank you to seeing that. And Fulvio, what about you, man? I'm a local actor, uh, but now first time feature film director, producer, I've done some short films, but uh, my first feature, uh, but per, pretty much actor, I've been at it next month, will be 36 years. Amazing. Well, uh, there seems to be a lot on the table and we're just going to head dive into it. And, uh, you know, I want to ask a bit before we get into all the aspect of film and all the financial aspects and, you know, and the great experience that comes from making feature films out there. I want to ask you, how about you? your own personal story and how did you get into filmmaking in the first place? Uh, well, basically, I've been in it since I was a little girl. I, I've always loved performing and singing and dancing, so I was a, a dancer for a little while, a jazz ballet and a ballroom dancer, actually, for many <laughs> for a little while. And uh, I was always acting and performing and stuff, and uh, I loved it. So then as I got a, got a bit older, I sort of be, did some more TV stuff and then became a technician and then um, just wanted to be involved in film no matter what I did. I just wanted to either be in front or behind the camera. So I did a lot of broadcast stuff and and then, um, then in like my early 30s, I sort of decided that I wasn't really pursuing my passion as much or as, as well as I could be. So I decided to move here and, and um, try my hand at acting here in Vancouver. And within the first three months, I was producing my first short film and I haven't stopped since. And there here you are now yeah. with five feature films under your belt and making it happen. It's so amazing. Yeah. We'll get into a bit more of what you are currently doing and, you know, and what's about to happen for you in your own career in a second. Let me ask Fulvio. Fulvio, it's interesting how we met because we met actually, um, we met randomly uh, at the Rio Theatre when we were both doing the test and the, the checkup on, uh, on our films. And it was so good to see another paisano, another uh, fellow Italian uh, there just checking up on the film and uh, I want to leave uh, leave you the word to talk more about the film and, you, and, and more about Fulvio Cecere. Well, uh, alright, we'll do the second question first. I basically, my first acting job, if you want to call it a job, was a, a play in the sixth grade. So I've been at this for quite a long time. Uh, but after having been an actor for so long, I decided that I should be behind the camera. And so that's why I started doing some short films. And then 
really randomly this documentary, you know, I stumbled upon it. And so directed that and it took six years to make. And we're at the Rio Theater because I'm here for a private uh, screening. Basically as a thank you to all my friends because I, I did uh, a bit of shooting here in town and uh, Lucinda actually helped me on it. And we've got, um, I think we did four, maybe five interviews here. And the crews were outstanding. They were, were all helpful. And so this is my love letter to Vancouver. Thank you for helping me. I'm going to show you first because it's released next week on iTunes and other platforms. So by the time this episode actually comes out, it's going to be released, the, the, uh, the film will already be available, correct? So what's the name of the film and how can people get to watch it? The film is called 350 Days and um, it'll be available on iTunes and other platforms. Uh, Blu-ray and DVDs are available right now in places like Walmart.com, Amazon.com. And uh, as of April 2nd, it'll be on other platforms as well. I don't know them all at the moment. Um, 350 Days refers to the amount, first of all, the movie is about pro wrestling during what was called the Territory Days. And it's about life on the road that these wrestlers experienced. 350 Days is the amount of time they would wrestle a, a year. Wow, that's a, that's that's dedication right there. That's a lot of passion, you know. And it feels like I feel a lot of passion in the room today as well. And so, you know, I wanna I wanna I wanna step into how both of you, um, you know, you know, you you came together to make this film, you know, and somehow this film spoke to you in a particular way. How did that happen? Oh well, he was directing it, and um, you know, I've, I've, we've sort of we met five years ago or something like that. So, um, just a lot of the projects that he he's been doing since then, I've been trying to help him out with, and and obviously because it gives me quite a, a good lot of experience and such. But um, you know, he's very passionate about it, and that's what I love. You know, he's very passionate about film and passionate about you know telling stories, and he's very good at it. So, um, he's one of many filmmakers that I love to work with. You know, whenever I can and help out as much as I can so yeah I mean we uh, he was on the first short film that I did here in, in Vancouver and that's sort of how we we sort of got to know each other so he told me about the documentary sort of not long after and um, I just offered to help and, and that's we ended up um, shooting those uh, segments here and, and just helping him as much as I could on it. Amazing! That sounds like a like a like a beautiful story to me, and you know, I'm I'm really happy to explore what it means to make a documentary film. You know, for for many of the people out there, you know, they might not be uh, familiar with the process of making a documentary film, and especially a feature documentary film. And so that's where I wanna wanna step, you know, into the world of feature documentary film producing with the both of you, and ask you what was the biggest challenge of this whole process. The one. The biggest challenge is always money, because if you have money, you can shoot forever, you can get whoever you want, the best crews, the best equipment. You, I, we had such a small budget. I had to shoot with skeleton crews. I had to call in so many favors, and, and that, again, that's why I have uh, the premiere here, to thank all those people that worked for free, basically. Um, it, yeah, it's just such a challenge. and. Um, a feature film length, well, I shot, I think it was a total of 21, 22 days. I interviewed 78 people, 32, no, 72 people, 38 made the cut. So there's a lot, a lot of footage that is still on the editing room floor, so I'm hoping to make a director's cut. But um, 
so imagine a budget for a feature-length film to interview 72 people. It'd be enormous. So it's, it's through generosity, it's through you know, goodwill, people helping that we got it done. Mm -hmm. It's a labor of love for sure. And so many independent films are a labor of love out there. And that's where I really want to ask uh, Lucinda, you know, when it comes down to turning the labor of love into an actual product and being able to make money out of, out of feature films in general, you know, and what's your take on, on the ways that, that documentary filmmakers and even uh, filmmakers into narrative, into fiction narratives, uh, are, can make a living out of this? Well, it's very difficult. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, that's... I mean, we all face that challenge, and, and I think most people in the industry know how difficult it is. Um, fresh out of film school, things like that, they, they've got no idea, but they soon find out. Um, I think there, there's so many different ways that you can sort of successfully get your product out there, uh, but making money is a whole different uh, kettle of fish, really. So. Um, there's there's streaming there's you know airlines there's you know all, all these different platforms and and avenues uh, where you can put your film out there but you've got to get those deals in place and that's difficult in itself um a really good learning experience for any filmmaker who doesn't really sort of know what they're what they're up against is to go to the american film market which happens in november in santa monica just to get a an understanding of the sheer scale and size of the industry that they're dealing with. Um, there's over 7,000 people that attend that event and it's all business. And you've got to have something that they want. And it's, and it's, and it's like swimming in the shark tank. So, <laughs> you know. But it's a very good experience to throw yourself into as, as, an, um, as a filmmaker to really start to learn the business side of it. As much as we all love being creative and we're passionate about being creative and telling stories, unfortunately there is a business side to this industry and if you don't know it, you're going to get lost in it and you're not going to be able to make money out of it. So you can follow your passion and, and as crew you can get paid and, and you know have a good career doing that. But as a filmmaker, creating the content and selling the content, you have to understand the business end of it as well. Mm -hmm. Now that's that's a whole that's a whole world right there. And you know, um, I kind of want to explore the ways that also Fulvio, you know, has envisioned this film and and somehow you know it's it's coming together because the film is, is going to be released on iTunes. And how um, you find it to be promoting this film and getting the word out there? It's it's practically impossible. I mean, it's just relentless. Uh, I'm on social media every single day. I've got uh, friends that are making little posters for me. I'm posting those. I have a publicist. I'm doing podcasts and radio uh, interviews. Um, we've got all kinds of um, uh, newspaper articles. We have uh, things like newsweek.com. So we are generating a lot of buzz, but it is relentless. It just doesn't stop. There's no, there's no time you can, you can ever let up because people have to know. And then even little things like on social media, you, you may have you know, a great picture of, of some celebrity or something or an endorsement, a, a quote from a celebrity, and you get you know, 100 likes and that doesn't amount to anything. You know, if you're lucky, you know, maybe 100 people will buy it, that would be awesome, but it doesn't translate into that. So it's just, it's just constant work. You, you need a little bit of luck, you need money to have a real good publicist, you need a machine behind you really. So independent film is just always difficult. Just getting a movie made, finished, is such a, a, a rare accomplishment. 
And it's usually, you know, uh, there is this saying that in independent filmmaking, the making the film is the easiest part of the whole process, right? And so I kind of yeah, want to ask right. also Lucinda, you know, when it comes down to developing, you know, when in the stage of development, how can filmmakers out there find smart ways to really create that machine and that system to get the movie out there and when it comes down even on a financial plan? Well, I mean, look, yeah, like I said before, the business end of it is so important. So learning the business end early is important. Um, having the right people, you know, in your, in your team to start with, you know, finding the team that you work with best. And that might take a while. That might take working with several different crews and finding the people that really click with you, that get you, that you don't have to spend hours micromanaging and, and getting to do this sort of side of the job for you. Um, but having a good team and good support and people around you to help um, is definitely a big, big thing to have and, and certainly makes it a little bit easier um, but yeah in terms of like I mean when you go to approach investors and things like that you know this is something that you want to spend a lot of time working on and, and putting together pitch packages and, and presentations that you're going to take and you need help with that you know you need a lot of you need to know what you're talking about you can't just pretend <laughs> like you know what you're talking about all the time you have to know the numbers you have to know, sort of understand where you want to put your film before you've even shot it you know it's it sort of helps yes you can go out do a ragtag thing get it shot and then try and sell it that works too but there are so many different ways and, and having and being prepared and knowing as much as you possibly can going into it is far better than just shooting it off the cuff and you know then you've got content you don't know what to do with it so you know. of course wise words right there from Lucinda that's amazing do you have any suggestion on filmmakers or film producer that are trying to reach out to platforms what is the best way to approach a platform well again AFM would be one of the best ways to do it, especially if you've got shot content if you've got something filmed and done and completed even if it's still in post but something that you can show them you know you can take it and you can meet with sales agents and distributors there and show them the content and they'll, nine times out of ten they'll see you if you've got content but if you if you're just going in there to talk to them about something you want to shoot or something that you want them to read it's a little bit more difficult getting your foot in the door but at the same time it is always recommended that you have a post like that you have a distributor or a sales agent on board before you shoot the film it's it's a catch-22 a lot of the time so which is why it comes back to being so difficult to to navigate this industry because you know you get told all these different things and there isn't just one way that works there's so many ways that work so of course interesting and what are your thoughts on things like uh, crowdfunding well i've done two successful crowdfunding campaigns and i've done several that weren't successful so it's difficult work and again it's a lot of preparation and time so if you want a successful campaign you've got to put the time and you've got to put the hours in and usually three months before you even launch is is sort of the recommended time spent on putting together a plan getting the team together people that are going to be tweeting or you know facebooking or instagramming every day and even then you're creating mini content there's it's a whole other job on top of the job that you've already got in terms of making the film so the best way to go about financing i have found in the long run is to just develop those connections with investors and and take the time to to grow those relationships because they have to you know they have to trust you and they have to believe in you so if you can show them that over you know a period of time and and do the work and get you know get the film get the presentation of the film really down to a you know a good spot 
then mm -hmm. awesome that's a lot in there there's a lot of juice in there very valuable information <laughs> right there and, that, and you know I kind of want to ask Fulvio also how did it happen and how did you build that uh, that trust you know between the, the two of you the director and producer how did you build that trust how did you come together and say okay we're going to make this we're going to complete it we're going to screen it and you know chi vivrà vedrà that's it well, in Italian th this one is a little different because I actually I started way before I met Lucinda Lucinda helped me with the segments I did here uh, but my producers are actually from New Jersey. So we met there, we started there. We shot all over the northern United States and we shot in uh, Atlanta and Tampa. We went to Vegas, LA, Toronto, Calgary. Uh, but when I shot here, she was instrumental in getting me a crew and uh, lots of favors, helping with locations and stuff like that, cameras. And so since then, she also helped with uh, social media and um, so helping promote it that way. Amazing! Feels like uh, this. This there is a there is a, a whole community and industry and a network spread all over the world. And these connections are so precious, right? Because uh, having the ability to do something like like you've done, Fulvio, with Lucinda here as a as a you know as an explorer that sort of created this space for you in Vancouver. It's a very precious thing, you know. And it's so beautiful to see how your film is a representation of this collaboration, right? Across you know across continents, you know. Because Lucinda and how how is it for you coming from Australia you know being part of the Australian film community and film industry how, what's the difference how do you see them come together they're, they're very different but they're very similar in so many ways um, the Australian film industry is a whole different ball game um, it's very difficult to navigate a lot of the time and it's far more difficult to to succeed in so if you succeeded in Australia a lot of the people that have su uh, succeeded in Australia have come to LA and you see them, they're Hugh Jackmans, they're Joel Edgertons, they're, they're up there, their names are in the lights. So um, when I came to Vancouver though, I found a very, very tight-knit community, a very supportive community. Uh, Australia has that as well, but it's spread out. Like Australia's a very big country, it's the size of the US almost. Um, it's, uh, but, and our film hubs are all over the place. In fact, there really isn't a film hub in Australia. You know, Melbourne would be the closest place to having a film hub and that's Indy. Um, but Vancouver has an amazing film industry here and they have, you feel so much more support, you feel like people want to help you and want to see you make your content and they also want to help you do it properly. So the, the difference between say Australia and, and here is the gap between the professional and the indie world. It doesn't, there's no gap. So you can have people that are working on Supernatural, Arrow, The Flash, nine to five, or not nine to five, but you know, Monday to Friday sort of thing. And then on the weekends, they'll come and work on an indie short film for free because they want to make sure that the people, those, those young filmmakers coming up are doing it properly. This is such an interesting connection, you know, looking into how uh, this gap, you know, it's such a beautiful transition, you know, and, and that's, that's why this, this community is so precious. You can feel the warmth of the community and how the community really encourages you to go ahead. There are so many events, there's so much going on, and, you know, we really uh, look up to so many of the people who make great movies who are living here in Vancouver. You know, it's really the right place to be, and I'm, you know, I personally am very happy to be here, and it's it's a pleasure to see people like you, Lucinda, and like you, Fulvio, that come across and you know, and just come to Vancouver for a little while, make their own thing, and then they go back into into the world and keep making movies. You know, now. Uh, Fulvio, I kind of want to uh, explore with you, um, you know, what do you want to do after this film? What's your plan? Where do you see yourself in five years? 
Well, <clears throat> I'm still an actor. That's my primary thing. I mean, I've I stopped counting at 200 jobs. I, I can't see me ever stopping that. You know, I, I don't even know what retirement is. Why would it? <laughs> why would he end at you know 80 or retire? You know what I mean? It just doesn't. I'll be acting as an 80-year-old. You know, it's, so. But I have so many other projects uh, that I want to get off the ground. Like a, a western, I have a TV show, a military drama. I'm, I'm trying to get off the ground. A big action adventure. I've got reality shows. So it's just a matter of you know one at a time, and, and hope that it's successful and it opens doors and people see that you know the work I can do as a, as a director, and then hopefully they'll take a chance and ask me to direct something else, or I find uh, you know producers with money that want to make my projects. It's it's why it's, it's called a dream, right? So we keep dreaming, we keep, we keep telling these stories, and hope, hopefully the people that we tell them for enjoy it, and it leads to other things. We have to keep dreaming. That's the fuel of the artist, you know. And uh, you know, I feel like dreams exist for real. You know, I've personally have experienced it, and it's possible. You know, if you dream something, you know, and you're foolish and hungry enough to knock on that door, someone is gonna open that door for you. And I, I've felt it. Like I saw it happen. And that's the beautiful thing. It's not only in the cheesy movies. You know, it's real. Life can be the cheesiest movie if you let it. Well, you know. And, and think about it. There's still those are stories. So whether it's you're watching a horror movie you know to get that thrill of being scared in, in, in a theater or you know you're, you're watching a love story or you're watching a kung fu movie or a cheesy movie whatever it, you're telling the story it's, people love that and so I've got lots of stories to tell there you go that's the way and I, I love to see Lucinda smiling at the word dream you know is there something that that you know you felt personally and you can extract from, from your own life oh absolutely I mean you know just to pack up everything and everybody that I've, I know in Australia and come to Vancouver without knowing anybody because of a dream that I've always had as, since I was little. It was very scary and very life-changing and, and um, it was just incredible to come here and, and just feel the difference in, in everything to do with the industry. Like back home, like I was saying, you just can't... There's just not as many opportunities as there are here. So I felt that my dream became more of a reality when I came here and uh, a lot of people thought I was crazy for leaving Australia and packing up without having really achieved anything there and I was like well I've got to try you know there follow you that dream <laughs> <laughs> amazing it is all about that dream you know yeah. and uh, that actually takes us really close to having to take a break uh, here at Room Tone the radio show this, uh, this pre-recorded episode is playing on 100.5 FM Cop Radio usually we go live at 11am on Thursdays uh, bringing in uh, guests from the film industry and broadcasting live here from Vancouver straight from the downtown east side so with lots of uh, you know with so many movies out there. Fulvio, why did you choose the soundtrack of The Godfather? Uh, well, so many reasons. Um, but if I have anyone close to what I would call an idol, it would be Marlon Brando. Um, it's about Italian family. I'm Italian. It's about family. It's about well, it's about the mob. I love the mob. <laughs> stories. Uh, but it's also just beautiful music. It's, that soundtrack is so iconic, and um, yeah, and, and, and of course, it's such a great movie. It's a classic, all, all, the acting is brilliant, it's just, it's just something that popped into my mind and it was 
I think just perfect. Well, then, everybody, head dive into the world of The Godfather and enjoy this marvelous soundtrack. I'll catch up with you right after the break. Ciao, ciao. Welcome back, everybody. This is a Room Tone, the radio show on 100.5 FM. This is a pre-recorded episode. We talk movies because we love it over here. And we are joined by Lucinda Bruce and Fulvio Cecere. So let's just head dive right into it. You know, we have director and producer of uh, 350 Days. And, you know, I kind of want to ask you right away uh, if you can quickly tell us what 350 Days is and, you know, and what it means. 350 Days is the uh, story of life on the road for professional wrestlers prior to the 1990s uh, when it was known as the territory days so prior to then there were something like 32 33 different promotions all over the country and in canada and so wrestlers would get up in the morning they would go to the gym they'd hop in the car drive 200 miles wrestle make 25 dollars get in the car or you know sleep next morning same thing get up work out get in the car drive another 200 miles to another town and they would do this 350 times a year and they would have to because they were making 25 30 dollars a match so in order to make some money you had to keep going mm-hmm. so how can people watch this film this film will be available on april 2nd on itunes and other platforms it's available now for sale uh, dvd and blu-rays you can get them at places like walmart.com amazon.com uh, fye deep discounts there's lots of places if you just google 350 days the movie uh, there's trailers online there's uh, interviews uh, podcasts that i did uh, all, all kinds of articles and here he is, Fulvio, on, uh, on our show over here talking movies and uh, joined by Lucinda. And Lucinda, I kind of want to ask you, um, you know, what it, what it, what it means and, and uh, you know, what were the challenges for you as a leading female producer in the film industry? Uh, well, tons. <laughs> mm. um, I think it's, it's always, for any woman working in the industry, it's a bit of a challenge. But, I mean, anybody working in the industry, it's a challenge. It's a hard industry to break into it's a hard industry to be successful and to maintain that success in uh for anybody but as a female obviously 
you know, there's a lot of stuff that uh, in addition to that that I have to deal with, um, especially back in my technician days when, you know, I was the only female technician uh, in both of my workplaces when I, you know, I was fresh out of uni, audiovisual technician, the only female technician going into these workplaces. Um, so I was only one of three girls that graduated that particular class. This is back in 2002. So, um, yeah, the, the workplaces were very difficult. Um, you kind of had to be one of the boys or you'd, you'd get lost in it and you'd, uh, and it wasn't fun, you know. I mean, I've been physically harassed and attacked and all sorts of different things and you just kind of have to deal with it and, um, you know, move on and keep pushing through it and, uh, and it's not easy. And, uh, you know, you'd have to push everything under the rug back then. Nowadays it's a little bit easier people can talk about their experiences and and complain when things like that happen so it's i think it's little by little bit it's getting easier it's still difficult though that those issues still exist no matter how much we sort of want to pretend that they don't lucinda thank you so much for 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 sharing that and, and opening up because it's not easy and you know i don't take it for granted that that you opened up and that's really inspiring because you can inspire many other women who are facing the same struggles and the same challenges you know and and so i want to give you the word once more if you could talk, if you could what, what would you share with the women who are facing the same struggles and challenges right now I think you know it, it's important to talk about things and, and be open and push for what you want and be strong and and definitely turn to other women you know we have to really support each other more than ever uh, in in this time uh, and I find that uh, it, it, it is difficult for women to do that you know you know because it's such a competitive environment so it's important that, uh, that there's a lot of things that you need in this industry to survive. But for me, I find that the three things that are the most important are uh, the passion, absolutely first thing, perseverance, because you just got to keep going at it until something, you know, sticks and patience because it does take a long time. You know, uh, overnight successes are usually 10 or 15 years in the making. Mm-hmm. That's a really, really good point you've got right there. And it really feels like, you know, you're playing these chess game with life and you know life is better than you no matter what but you're just trying to buy time right (laughs) you're trying to buy time not to get checkmated right away right (laughs) exactly Um, you know this is very interesting and it's kind of it has arrived the time to step into the one minute pitch so let's let's just head dive right into it and this is your opportunity to pitch in one minute anything at all who's gonna go first you, me okay I'm going okay first, so apparently. lucina is gonna go first we're about to hit the clock over here are you ready mm, yeah, no but yeah yeah <laughs> okay <laughs> let's let's go make it happen so we're hitting clock and one minute from now okay so uh i currently have uh quite a few films in development uh overall probably between 20 to 30 projects that i'm working on yeah, they're either in script or um development stages uh, a couple are in pre-production i'm about to shoot a tv show back home in australia a pilot and then I have another TV show actually about wrestling as well. And because this documentary that, you know, working with Fu on the documentary really sort of showcased my, you know, that that world and made it interesting. Um, and then I have feature films coming up. Uh, some I can't talk about, others I can. Uh, Faceless Man was my most recent film that I finished and that will hopefully be coming out soon. Uh, it's a creature feature slash psychological horror um a couple of films i can't talk about but you know we're hopefully going to be happening very soon and of course my fight you know my films that i've done fsm which was my first film here in canada and yeah check me out on imdb 
<laughs> there you go. That's the that's the that's a one minute pitch from uh, Lucinda Bruce. Uh, check it out on MDB. We're gonna put the links in the description of this podcast as well on our website on RoomtonePodcast.com. And now it's Fulvio's turn to pitch. <laughs> Are you ready? We're gonna pitch one minute. Are you ready? Yeah, I'm gonna ready. Hit that clock right now. Okay, so I'm here to pitch my movie, 350 Days, uh, which will be available on iTunes starting April 2nd. And uh, my next project, if I'm lucky enough to do it, is a, um, a Western with a horror uh, twist to it. Uh, I love spaghetti Westerns, and so I hope to faithfully recreate that, but with a, a, a horror element to it. I also have a TV military drama um, about a covert group of... Uh, of super soldiers, basically, uh, with a little bit of a psychological uh, thriller aspect to it. Uh, I have a huge action-adventure feature film that I believe uh, stuntmen will erect shrines to me if we ever get this movie made, because it's basically <laughs> 120 pages of stunts. So uh, I hope that uh, people put their trust in me to, to direct and put these projects together, and um, they will be handsomely rewarded with quality work. <laughs> And that's the one-minute pitch from Fulvio Cecere from 350 days of wrestling to 120 pages of stunts. Good stuff, good stuff, good stuff. Thank you so much, Fulvio. And uh, this is leading us into the final section of our episode here on Cop Radio. And I kind of want to step into the Proust questionnaire. So we're going to pick five questions randomly um, from the Proust questionnaire. Proust, French novelist, he wrote down 35 questions that he thought would help identifies someone's truest self. So we're just gonna head dive right into it. And the first question of the Proust questionnaire for Lucinda and Fulvio is, what do you consider the most overrated virtue? <laughs> hey, that ain't easy, yeah? That's a tough one right there. That is a tough Ego. one. Mm, okay. I mean, I understand ego, and perhaps I may even have one, but <laughs> You have to use it judiciously. It's not to have an ego and to abuse it uh, is vain and, you know, just wrong. But you, if you have a healthy respect for it, it also means you have confidence. And you need that for this industry, <laughs> especially mm. as an actor. Mm -hmm. um, Thank you for that. We do agree with that, Lucinda? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Well, that was the first question just knocked <laughs> out, man. Like just like a hook straight out of the bat. Good, good. <laughs> well, second question of the Proust questionnaire. Which words or phrases do you most overuse and why? <laughs> Head dive right into it. What is it? What is it? For, for me, I like to say... Um, Mercy buckets. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is that? Well, because I was born in Montreal, and uh, it's French for merci beaucoup. So it's just a bastardization of it. So I say it in a funny way, of course. But uh, I am quite fond of saying that. Mm -hmm. I, I can attest to that. He is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there there you go. <laughs> mercy buckets. Never heard about that before. Interesting. What about you, Lucinda? Uh, I like to, to play on the Australianism of my accent and say crikey to a lot of people. What uh, the yeah. hell? Did you hear what I heard? Whoa, what the hell was no, no that? No swearing on this radio program. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so yeah, that's a, a bit of an Australianism right there. And I play on it a lot when I'm overseas. So yeah, I use it a bit. Interesting. Never heard either of those two before. You see, you learn everything, something every day. Every day, amazing. Third question of the Proust questionnaire. What do you consider your greatest achievement? Mm-hmm. Don't think about it too much. Just feel for it. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, the longevity that I'm still 
at this craft after all the highs and lows where I've been knocked down so many times that I just keep getting up. And, you know, like a boxer, you get hit and you're ready to call it quits. But I keep getting up and I keep getting knocked down. <laughs> that's that's part of the game, man. That's so awesome, you know? <clears throat> like, uh, it, what matters is that you stand up uh, one more time than when you when you sit down, right? And that's, that's not the how game. how many times you get knocked down. It's... <laughs> the result at the end of the round okay <laughs> rhyming i love it man that's the way it goes poopy has got it right there oh oh he's throwing some jabs and some hooks right on here in the room i love it man good energy how about you lucinda uh, what was the question oh good question good question where um we were talking about your greatest achievement uh, okay um the hurdles I had to overcome as a female in the industry and the fact that I am still here too and that I've made several feature films and I've got several in the works, you know, it just shows that it, perseverance does work, patience does work and passion is definitely a good driving force. And it's such an inspiring story, your story, you know, because starting as a, as a technician and now having five feature films under your belt, mm. what was the arc? How many years did it take? Um, well, that was uh, about 20 years. This yeah. is such an awesome journey, you know, and, yeah. and it's really one of those 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 stories that are that are in the movies, you know. Yeah. It's really yeah. a, very inspiring. What's your piece of advice to other female producers out there who are aspiring to do the same thing that you're doing right now? Just go for it, you know. Absolutely, go for it and follow your passion, follow your dream. Don't ever let anybody tell you that you can't do something just because you are a female. Um, I think that applies to everybody in general, but, you know, specifically being female filmmakers, you know, reach out to other female... Fi I'm always here. I'm always happy to talk to female filmmakers that don't... that need somebody to ask questions to. I don't know everything, but what I do know, I'm, I'm happy to share with them and help them as much as I can. So, you know, if there are any female filmmakers out there struggling, I'm happy to talk to them. So. Such beautiful words and great energy from Lucinda Bruce over here. That's amazing. I'm 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 loving it. Oh oh, Fubia Fubia's got something to say right there. Okay, no, okay. Bring on the next one. Bring on the next <laughs> one. Okay, the next one is gonna be a little bit tougher. Okay, uh -oh. the the next one is gonna be a little bit tougher. But uh, you know, it's uh, sometimes <laughs> we gotta talk about these things too, right? And I kind of want to ask you fourth question of the Proust questionnaire: What is your greatest regret? I do not have a regret, but. The closest I have to one is not having children. I have absolutely no idea how that happened. I'm Italian. I think I'd make a great father. It's just I committed to my career and the travel, and um, it just never happened. But that is as close as I have to a regret. And also selling my condo in Toronto back in <laughs> 2007. <laughs> that's a good one right there there you go <laughs> oh, that's funny um just me for me it was just uh waiting so long to to come over here it, it took uh it took um a severe neck injury cancer and a couple of other things to really make me get off my butt and pursue my passion and follow my dreams so i wish i'd done it a lot earlier in life but um you know i'm here now and i'm making the most of it and that's all that matters really good thank you so much for for sharing that guys it means a lot you know there is there is again a lot of strength and a lot of heart in opening up about this and it's not taken for granted you know uh, vulnerability sometimes can be the sharpest tool you know mm. so that's that's awesome and this leads us to the last question of the proof questionnaire and i always love to ask this last what is your idea of perfect happiness i'm living it 
I'm getting to do what I love. I think that's that's the most important thing in life is just following your dream and doing what you love the most. And film is something I love. You know, I just, I'll do it until the day I die, regardless of whether I'm successful at it or not or make money or not. It's, I just love doing it. This is so awesome, beautiful. What is Fulvio? How about you? Uh, I would say it's a, uh, it's a tie between my 90-pound pitbull mastiff and my 90-year-old mother. <laughs> <laughs> and fortunately, uh, we all live together. <laughs> so, What a great answer, man. He is ready to go in the pocket right there. This is so awesome. Wow. You know, um, this is so great. I want to, before we wrap this whole burrito up and we just wrap up this episode, I kind of want to ask you, what's your advice to filmmakers out there in such a dynamic and such unpredictable film industry? Go for it. Well, uh, my God, it's, uh, it's just such a complicated question. I would say, in retrospect, a lot of things, uh, legal, always have a contract in place, yeah. um, always have a budget in place, make clear delineations of who's in charge, what's to be expected, input, output, um, money is so important, hiring the best crews, using the best equipment. Um, it's really, it, it's so many factors, but um, the, the most important thing really is perseverance. Don't ever give up. You're gonna have really bad days. You're gonna have uh, days everything's falling apart, the equipment's not working. Uh, you know, you just keep going. Days that you have to sleep in a bus stop. Oh, I know, see. Things like that. <laughs> <laughs> Everything he said, you know, it's, 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 they've just got to keep at it. If, if they truly love it, you know, why else would you, why would you do anything else? You know, why would you let some of the worst things sort of knock you down and stop you from doing what you love? You know, if you really, truly love it, you've got to keep doing it. So, yeah, you've got a story to tell, tell it. Amazing. There we go. Any shout outs? <laughs> Uh, shout outs to uh, everyone that helped me on uh, 350 days here in, in Vancouver. Um, wrestlers like Eric Froelich and his wife Pamela, uh, uh, Paul Lazenby, uh, Jim Vilvang, uh, Vincent Kreiser, all the, the crew, uh, people uh, that helped me with locations. Uh, yeah, thank you so much for making this uh, part of my journey. Amazing. I, I, I love Vancouver. Lucinda? Yeah, I love Vancouver too. Um, there's so many people that have supported me along the way, too many to shout out. But, um, you know, Fu's definitely one of them. You know, he's sort of de definitely been a big supportive, you know, part of my career and, um, you know, has helped me tremendously. And um, there's quite a few people in Australia. And uh, my mum, absolutely always my mum. She's a big supporter of everything I do. But yeah, there's so many people that have helped me in my journey and continue to do so that, you know, it's fantastic. Oh, Fufu's got something to say right there, and, make it happen. And, and one last one that I uh, had forgotten to mention who I really um, was... Me, right? Was, yes. <laughs> Lucinda. Uh, but, but I also wanted to mention uh, one of the other wrestlers that we interviewed who was uh, a legend and recently passed away. And um, I had just such a wonderful time uh, interviewing him, uh, the world-famous Don Leo Jonathan. So, um, big shout out to his family and uh, to his wife, and uh, really thank him for, for being in our show. He was amazing, yeah. He was wonderful to talk to. And as always, all these episodes uh, wrap up with so much love and passion, you know, and that really seems to be the common thread that connects 
all the people that work in film, at least here in Vancouver, right? Because without that passion, it's so easy to get knocked out, right? And uh, it's so good to see that there are persistent people that really fight for the good causes and, and, and you know, for the light that shines through the all the lenses, you know, out there. And, you know, that being said, you know, we are approaching the end of our episode here at Room Tone, the radio show. It's uh, been a pleasure with uh, Lucinda Bruce and Fulvio Cecere talking about 350 days, you know, and, and so much more, you know, it's been really a rich episode, uh, very, uh, so much juice in here and so many uh, golden uh, pieces of advice. So uh, it's time to wrap this whole burrito up. It's time to go make it happen. And uh, that being I, said, oh, Fulvio like- got something to say yeah make it happen man this yes. is the time I would like to say a little shout out to Ruggiero Romano <laughs> who also uh, directed a movie called V6A about uh, the very area in Vancouver that we are in. pre-recording in <laughs> and, uh, and, and I got a chance to see something that was brilliant I encourage you to check it out Oh man, I appreciate that shout out. Thank you for that. Um, it's uh, it's always a pleasure to connect with all these different bright and charismatic personalities from the film industry. And that being said, we got to wrap it up. So it was a pleasure. Uh, enjoy the rest of your day, all, all, all of you out there making whatever you are making. Just make sure that somehow it aligns with what a dream of yours is, you know, and just chase that dream. Never step down, never give up, make it happen. This was Room Tone, the radio show. I'm Roger, your host, Co-op Radio 100.5 FM. The soundtrack of the godfather for you enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy life because life will enjoy you ciao ciao